So for the brothers that was down there in Charleston, I'm glad they was able to be safe. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to reschedule that event down there. And we will be down there to come get with y'all in the city of Charleston. But for all the brothers and sisters in Fayetteville, North Carolina, Lumberton, North Carolina, um, and all of the places that's near there, you know what I'm saying? We was able to make sure that everybody got safe, everybody got the high ground, everybody was protected, and that's how we operate in the ISUPK. When it's a natural disaster or when the Lord moves on a place, we already got provisions and, and you know, uh, what is it called? Um, protocols in place to make sure brothers and sisters stay safe. So you in here, you ain't got to worry about, you know, getting stranded or being stuck or not getting evacuated on time and things like that. But I seen the funniest shit that I've seen on the internet in a long ass time from the Weather Channel down there in North Carolina. So I'm gonna pull this video up. Let me see if we can get the uh, get it played for y'all so y'all can check this thing out. Now where do I go to find saved video? I thought it was right here. All right, y'all gotta be with me, man. I'm just getting back on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Okay, now I want to talk about this. This is how evil Facebook is. Like These motherfuckers make Facebook to get people hooked and then got the nerve to throw you in jail to where, okay, they don't shut your Facebook down. You able to see Facebook, but you can't talk to nobody. You can't like shit. You can't comment. Niggas can tag you, though, but you can't even acknowledge. It's like you literally in jail, bro. It's like you sitting and watching everybody having fun and you stuck with your face to the glass. I just ignore my phone the whole time that I be in Facebook jail. And you know when I got put in Facebook jail, bro, I got put in Facebook jail on both my accounts the day after I posted that crazy ass picture of me when I just got off the slavery with that <laughs> smile on my face. So all the jokes and all the funny shit everybody was saying, I, I, apply to it I like couldn't it reply and to it, I couldn't like it, I couldn't talk no shit. These niggas, one of them little groups I'm in, bro, they roasted me for like, <laughs> bro, for like a week. I'm talking about these niggas got uninhibited, good, bro. Uninhibited roast. Yeah, man, they was, it was no holes, ball, hands free. I just had the hands standing there with my hands behind my back and take that shit. But I'm coming for all you motherfuckers. I took notes. I got names. I went to all y'all profiles and that. I'm putting right, cases, and all, cases yeah, on yeah, all I, units. I, you know I'm, I'm whooping. I'm whooping names and taking ass. God damn it. You understand? But um, some of you motherfuckers be listen. It's some trolling people on the internet that they mastered that shit, bro. Niggas go. Niggas a make a fake account so like, did to you, become did your you friend. Mean, did you mean to say taking? Yes, bro. You, you just getting that shit? You did it on purpose? Yeah, bro. Okay, I just making sure you did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> kicking okay, names and taking ass. That's what they say, little water boy, man. Okay, <laughs> we kicking names and taking ass. <laughs> yeah, that shit was on purpose, bro. Okay. That shit was not an accident. <laughs> but yeah, man, um, y'all, this, shit, this shit crazy. Facebook is a motherfucking crazy ass place. Where they just motherfucking, like I said, throw your ass in jail. And you got to watch that shit and can't say nothing. But I was saying, some motherfuckers is just perfect perfect trolls in that they'll motherfucking, uh, they'll create fake profiles to befriend you and then go to your profile, look through all your pictures, get all of the pictures that they want. This niggas got Photoshop on they, niggas must have Photoshop on their phone, bro. Yeah. Or they sit at their computer because some of these little groups... They get a picture, y'all can edit that shit real quick and pop it back up there. That shit be funny. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, they be, they, be, they be getting on some of the brothers, but I just be sitting in the cut like, you know what I'm saying? I be I be getting back at that guy, but they be cutting some niggas up. That shit be funny. 
What group is that? Man, the fucking tell them how you feel group. Oh, talker. Them, them niggas just retarded, bro. They ain't got no fucking life. They be in there every day, all day, just fucking making jokes and talking shit. But anyway, I just I just got out of Facebook jail, but I'm I'm giving I'm taking a hiatus from Facebook. Only reason I'm gonna be on there is to fucking promote things that I'm trying to do with this angry black man media, but I ain't about to be on there commenting, making posts, and doing a bunch of old goofy shit, because I'm done with that goddamn uh, internet shit. I mean, I'm done with that social media shit. I do like Instagram, though. I'm just starting to get into Instagram. I fuck with Instagram. Let me see. Um, there we go. So this is the video, y'all, of the weather reporter. <laughs> of this weather reporter in the hurricane Damn, let me get the, um, now nah, I won't need the speaker cord. We'll just use the TV. You turn the TV up for me, Thumbing Young? Baba Kishan? Go out, go out. So this here is the video. You want to do that, sir? Nah, I don't see it. Let's see something. Ow. Nah, you don't see it over there? Nah. Ain't on the floor, nah. I mean, on the on the. Not the one, not the remote that turned the TV. That should work. Yeah, yeah, that's that is the remote. It's on the side. The volume was on the side. The water, the water. So all all y'all just looking at what's in there. Hope y'all can see this shit. Unmuted. The button underneath the volume button. There you go. The Weather Channel released a statement in defense of a reporter accused of faking the strength of Hurricane Florence's winds in a clip that went viral on social media. Weather Channel reporter Mike Seidel could be seen bracing with what would appear to be strong winds. However, two men can be seen casually walking behind him. The clip reportedly went viral on Twitter. Come on, bro. Seidel of exaggerating. Yeah, he doing, he, do, he doing what we supposed to do. We God, supposed to say all that. We supposed to say all that. Just show me the video, bro. Man, these motherfuckers, they be hating, man. They be hating on the goddamn internet. Goddamn. Just let... Damn it, I ain't need you to say all that. Let the people see the fucking video. All right, here's the video, y'all. The Weather Channel is now responding to... These bitches. I just need the video. Can I get the actual video? How did the Weather Channel make this hurricane graphic? What? Skim through the one with the with the with the woman that was talking. Just second video. Alright, let's see if they show up. This is, they, this is the Philadelphia um CBS Philly news report about what was going on with the uh reporter faking the strength of the hurricane. Responding to reports that one of their reporters was essentially faking. Alright, here's the video. Okay, uh picking it up here. And Wilmington, North Carolina, right at the Intercoastal, and we're in one of these bands. <laughs> so this man is obviously struggling to stay up because the winds are just so crazy. So powerful. The winds are so powerful. The winds are so high. And then in the camera shot, in the background. So that's my side down two cats, North Carolina, but as he braces and two cats strolling, walking to the car, just chilling. <laughs> it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's a breezy day. But he's trying to fight to brace himself. This is why we say hashtag TWMITB. 
This is a whole bunch of shit. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. The white man is the devil that the Bible speaks of. They lie about every goddamn thing. You understand? They can't even be honest about the weather. The news is half half of it is entertainment. But this is that's what I wanted to get to. Half of it is just them trying to entertain you and sensationalize everything. Everything you okay, it's damn to get to a point where you can't believe none of the shit you see on TV. I, I damn it don't believe the weather. I don't believe half the shit going on with the government, Donald Trump. I damn it don't believe nothing that I see on TV because all of it is, like y'all said, it's just entertainment. And I think a big part of the, the purpose of television is missed by people in this generation because we just so used to it. We grew up with it. It's just always been around. We, we damn near began, we've begun to just trust the TV. Whatever come out that goddamn box, we believe it and we trust it and we just accept it for face value. Hell, you watching this show and you just believing and accepting whatever the hell come out all miles at face value, then you got a problem. I don't trust no goddamn body with anything they say. Well, now, I mean, I've been in the truth for a minute, so I've learned to be able to discern, you know, somebody blowing smoke on my ass. But anything that's worth me knowing or understanding I go research that shit. I look it up for myself. I don't take nobody's word for nothing. Because everybody out this motherfucker lying uh, or telling you, everybody got an angle. You know what I'm saying? Especially when it comes to television. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't know why they would, they lying about the weather. I don't know why they would lie about how bad the storm was. But that's what they do. I think they lying. That cat doing that because that looks better on TV. For sure. But that's it's, you know. but like, okay. What is the point, though? The point why is, he so you be, watch it. Why couldn't he just say, "Hey, y'all, it's raining"? Because that's it not ain't that bad. It's, that's, that's not going. You're not going. You're not going to keep watching if he just chilling. <laughs> so, you're going to keep I, watching if it's. I, oh my God, it's amazing out here! Oh my God, this is catastrophic. You're going. You're going to so keep the, watching. So, that. so the people watching, watching to see him get blown away. Partly, yes. <laughs> that's part of it. Is that if he just sitting there regular? If you just sitting there regular tell you about a storm, you're going to cut to the next channel. Cause they it's watching just... to see him die in a hurricane. Everybody and, and when I watch, when I, watch, when I watch the news, especially the weather, it seems like when they talk about it, it seems like they want it to happen. Yeah. And they be they, talking about the, yes. they be talking about the storm and say it's a big possibility a storm is coming. There's going to be thunder here. It might be an earthquake. The way they talk about it is like they want it to happen. So they can go film it. So they can go stand in the middle of that. Yeah. That's crazy. So like they wanted to happen so they can just produce, you know, produce news to people. Another aspect of the Weather Channel's coverage during the hurricane, though, was these goddamn graphics that they had. Apparently, the Weather Channel got, you know, some amazing, uh, what they call them? What's the cats, man? Got some amazing producers already, y'all, because I heard that the graphics that the Weather Channel was using. Oh, the show like and how the flood going to grow? Yeah, I like, saw hey, that. I saw that. Listen, I'm going to play a clip of that too. At three feet, it's going to be right here. Yeah. At two feet, it's going to be. Yeah. Look, look at these goddamn. Yeah. Look at these goddamn weather graphics from the Weather Channel, man. Everybody was talking about how, man. You, I, I saw niggas on Instagram. Listen, man, y'all got to turn to the Weather Channel. This shit lit. I'm like, man, what the fuck they talking about? I turned that shit on. They had all types yeah, of shit. Yeah, they had a bunch shit. of crazy shit. Looking at this point, the Weather Channel is getting lots of attention for these eye-popping graphics that vividly illustrate the danger of storm surges. It almost looks like a video game. Six feet of storm surge of inundation carrying very large objects. Look at the cars. That's gangster. 
bro. I don't know how they did it. And the digital fish. <laughs> fish and everything. <laughs> like in the middle of the flood. It's just fish just floating in the water and shit. Best visual I've ever seen goes one social media comment. A clear, frightening way to show how dangerous this situation is goes another. Stephen Colbert had this to say. Well, we here will not be outdone by the Weather Channel's graphics. So let's check in on the storm with our chief meteorologist, Sunny Thunders. <laughs> they wildin', man, but you know what I'm saying? Um, the bottom line is everything on the damn TV is sensationalized. Everything is over-dramatized. And really, I don't know, I mean... So they, feed, they feed off of the negative things. It's, like, it's, not, it's not that they just want to tell you what's happening. They're hoping something entertaining is happening or dangerous is happening because they know you want to watch. Because they're like any other business. They want you to... Any other entertainment, they want you to watch it. And really, they just want you. They want. They they want to see you. I mean, they want you to be afraid. You understand? We living in a society where anything that generates fear or panic or chaos or or you know un, un, unsure unsuredness, that's what they pushing on you. That's why the news is constantly death and war and you know this Donald Trump tweet and this drama going on at the White House and. This is what happened on Capitol Hill today when really them people's lives is boring as hell. And it ain't really shit that's going on that motherfuckers need to be worried about if you serving the Lord, if you standing with the most high. You understand? But the whole purpose of the TV is to really just keep you distracted, keep you nervous and keep you worried and not knowing what's going to be next. I don't even give a damn about none of that shit they be talking about on there because I know that as long as I'm serving the most high, man, we're going to be good. But... It just go to show you if they lying about the weather and how powerful the storm is. Imagine what other things they lying about. If a motherfucker lie about something silly and dumb like how bad the wind is. Then just imagine what they lying about when they, you know, put on serious, you know, yeah. important investigative stories about this and about that. Motherfuckers lying about everything, man. But it's funny how you know the whole. Storm situation down there in Carolina and little shows they was putting on on the Weather Channel just really exposed how really all that shit is bullshit. So I really just wanted to play that video to show how stupid that motherfucker was. You remember last year where when there was a storm in uh, Florida and they, they interviewed the cat right before the storm hit. And he said, what you doing out here today? He said, yeah, man, I heard about the, all the evacuation going on. <laughs> I just want to see it. I just want to experience the weather. Yeah, I heard about that. Evacuation. The motherfuckers, man. It's a lot of fucked up people that, have, that don't speak English <laughs> very well probably. in America, man. That evacuation. Shit is, that shit is not... Uh, a lot of evacuation going on. That shit, wow. That was crazy. But that was that on that, man. Um, I wanted to talk about... Okay, you want to do tech? Cat Williams first is going to play the video with his motherfucking congressman talking this shit about congressman it. first. Okay. I saw this video I saw on Facebook today, and it, it was recorded, I want to say, back about a week and a half ago when the news first broke about Colin Kaepernick being chosen for the Nike um, campaign about the 30th anniversary of Just Do It, right? Now, this guy... Who's doing the who's the news reporter who's the interviewer? I don't I believe he used to be on Fox, but I don't think that this this uh tell me the Edomite yeah the Edomite I believe the Edomite used to be on Fox, but I I don't believe that this show aired on Fox or this interview aired on Fox, right? 
But I just want to say that the guy in this video, his name is Alan West. I know Alan West used to be a uh, congressman. I'm not sure what Alan West is doing now. But I want you all to pay attention to the things that this man says about the Nike campaign featuring Colin Kaepernick and what he says about Colin Kaepernick's, you know, the, the message of stand for, stand for, um, stand for something, even if it means sacrificing anything. Everything. Everything. And that was the Nike Just Do It 30th Anniversary campaign. So I'm going to play this interview. It's about three and a half minutes, but I want y'all to hear what this man says and who he says Nike should have gave the campaign to and should have gave the highlighted with this Just Do It campaign. And I want to speak about how evil everything this man is saying is, not only about Colin Kaepernick, but about the man that he says Nike should have highlighted for their campaign. The big topic for me over the last few days has been Nike using Colin Kaepernick as their new face for their brand, brand ambassador. Now, sir, you, you, you and I go way back, and I know you must have some opinions on this. Well, a little bit. You know, when I think about the 30-year anniversary of Just Do It, and also the tagline of, you know, believe in something even if it means sacrificing, you know, why didn't they choose Pat Tillman? Because when I think about someone who's an NFL star athlete, a star athlete going back to his college days, who gave up everything to go and answer the call of service to his country, to become an enlisted Army Ranger, and then he lost his life in the fall of the war. To me, that's the ultimate sacrifice. Left the, left the football career mainstream to go fight for the country, yeah. fight for the flag. But Colin Kaepernick has decided to kneel yes. during the national anthem, disrespecting the flag and military people like yourself. You know, there's a picture of when Pat Tillman graduated his infantry basic uh, training. And All right, going to lose a little commercial going on. I hate that they do this shit on Facebook. That little tuna fish should look nasty shit anyway. He was the guy. Um, Barry, which man he was carrying that guy on when they did the Paso review. That is one of the most moving pictures that you could ever see. Ever see. Now that should have been the the what Nike should have captured. You know, here's a, like you said, an athlete that was really in the problem of his career, but said, you know, my country has been attacked, and what is more important to me is not football. It's serving our country. It's making sure that this incredible constitutional republic continues on after this heinous attack that we suffered. You know, we've got the Capitol right behind us. The Capitol was one of those targets. We're standing in you know, Washington, D.C. We're not too far away from here. The Pentagon was struck. I have a dear friend of mine that was in the Army wing that was struck right there. Those are the stories of sacrifice that Nike should have been talking about. So, as an African-American, what do you say to Colin Kaepernick, who says... The reason for the protest is that African-Americans are targeted by police, law enforcement across the country in an indiscriminate manner, although it's targeted more, more aggressively than, than non-African-Americans. I don't I guess whites and even Hispanics. The statistics don't bear out to that. I mean, when you look at the amount of crime that is happening in the black community, it's just black on black crime. Look at what is going on in Chicago. When was the last time you saw Colin Kaepernick go to Chicago? And let me tell you something, Eric, you and I have known each other for quite some time. When I was born in 1961, blacks could not go on Fort Lauderdale Beach. 50 years later, I was sworn in as a congressman that represented Fort Lauderdale Beach. So when you start talking about all these faux social justice, uh, you know, trendy little topics, let's talk about what really has happened. The fact that a kid born and raised in the inner city of Atlanta, Georgia, the same neighborhood that gave us Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., can be standing here with you in front of our nation's capital, where once upon a time, 
I was a member of Congress right there in that way. That's incredible. We made we made strides. We made incredible strides. Are we there yet? Have we arrived? You know, you know, it's all about a more perfect union. Our founding fathers knew that this was going to be something that was about improving this nation over time. And when I think about the 243 years, and I, I start from the minute that we took that stand at Lexington Green, what this country has achieved in 243 years is incredible. Oh, okay. You got some information on Alan West that you wanted to present to the people already. Yeah. No, he was he wasn't uh, he only he was he was only in office about um about two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was a congressman representative of uh, Atlanta, right? No, he was Florida representative Florida. Florida representative Florida. Well, yeah, he was a congressman, U.S. representative of Florida, served for two years. Um, yeah, that's about it. Any military service? Um, he was in the army for okay. for a while since from ninety from eighty two to two thousand four. I got you. Okay. This man, Alan West, is the symbolic representation of everything wrong with America, with black America. And I say that because of this. First of all, the man attacked the Nike campaign featuring Colin Kaepernick because Colin Kaepernick's protests against police brutality and black people being murdered in this country dishonors the flag? What about the blood that's been spilled in the streets of this country since its very inception? At the end of this interview, the man says that in the 243 years of America, we have made great strides. And he says he considers the day that we took a stand in Lexington, I mean, in Lexington, Kentucky, when I believe they beat back the British, is what he's alluding to. This man is an American. He's not black. He's not African-American. He's not Afro-American. He's an American. And by identifying himself as an American, he cannot see the plight of black people. He cannot identify with the suffering of so-called African Americans. He cannot, de- he cannot identify or, or acknowledge the suffering and the oppression and the murder and the brutality and the, the tyranny that blacks live under in this country. For, and it, so for him to say that Colin Kaepernick shouldn't have, that Nike should not have given Colin Kaepernick or made him the face of their campaign because he dishonors the flag shows you that he sees someone protesting against the, the murder and the killing and the subjugation of any people. Let's say it wasn't black people. Let's say it was white people, Irish people, German people, Chinese people, Japanese people. Let's say any group of people was being oppressed in America. This man would say, fuck those people. This man would say those people need to shut their mouth and deal with it. This is America. It's a great country. You should salute the flag. What bothered me, not what bothered me, that bothered me. But then he went on to say that Nike should have highlighted a man like Pat Tillman. Now, for those of y'all who don't know, Pat Tillman was a football player who played, he's a white guy, played football for Arizona State, I want to say back in like 96, 95. You know what I'm saying? He was one of them hard-hitting safeties, 
He played ball. White boy could ball. It was like, uh, you know, John Lynch. Um, Goddamn. That's the only white boy I can think that hit hard ever. Uh, he played He played safety. He was good. After 9-11, Pat Tillman gave up his NFL career to go and join the Army and to go fight in Afghanistan. Here's what people don't talk about when it comes to Pat Tillman and him fighting in, 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 in Afghanistan and him losing his life fighting for America. Pat Tillman... While he was in the army, while he was in Afghanistan, had been had been writing letters to his family back home. And in the letters that Pat Tillman was writing to his family, he started to write about how displeased he was with the military and how ashamed he was to call himself an American. Now I'm gonna say the word he was used was ashamed, but he started to write about some of the shit he was seeing over there. And basically, he was mad that the majority of his job consisted of Raiding and, and and safeguarding poppy fields. You understand what America did when they went to Afghanistan? They only went over there to get all the dope and to reestablish the production and the exploitation of opium in that country. I talked about it on the show before. The Taliban, who was in Afghanistan prior to 9/11, had taken their country over to stop the mass production and selling of opium, which is where heroin comes from ecstasy comes from and all your major you know pill popping and and needle in the arm drugs come from the taliban took over afghanistan to stop the production and exploitation of poppy right after 9-11 america went in there and took over afghanistan the production and the exploitation of poppy went up you know 800 percent or something crazy after america got in there and there's a lot of brothers and sisters who joined the army, joined the military because of what happened in 9-11 just to go over there to the Middle East for four years and, go and be security over farmers who was harvesting poppy plants in the Middle East. Pat Tillman was one of them cats and he started writing to his family and started making noise over there in the Middle East and they sent him and his ranger patrol group on a dummy mission and Pat Tillman ended up getting murdered by friendly fire. He got killed by his own men in the line of fire, you understand, in the line of duty, whatever the hell you want to call it. Pat Tillman's family put in, Pat Tillman's family felt like he was murdered by the government. There's a documentary, there's documentaries out there about the Pat Tillman story and what happened to Pat Tillman when he was in the Middle East. You understand, this is a man who, he cared about America. Pat Tillman was a cat who was courageous and brave. He left a whole football career to give his life to go fight and die for his country. And it's, it's, a, it's, a upstand, it's, it's an outstanding story of how a man, you know, gave up everything to fight for his country. But the evil of this place is for that man to go fight for his country and then to find out that he was lied to about fighting for his country and he wasn't actually fighting for freedom or fighting for people in Afghanistan to have democracy he was actually just fighting for some farmers to make some money selling heroin. When he started to make noise about it, they murdered that cat, man. And his family was pissed off about it. His family tried to sue the damn government, sue the military about it. They made them sign non-disclosure agreements where they couldn't talk about what happened to their son. And this man has the nerve 12 years later, 10 years later, to come and say Nike should highlight that man, you understand, to be the head of they just do a campaign. America is an evil, disgusting-ass place where no, they don't care about nobody. Everybody is expendable. 
And they'll murder you and kill you and then they'll hail you and say you great and you somebody that everybody should look up to when really they the ones that murdered the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it really, I now, I don't give a damn about Pat Tillman or his legacy or anything like that. But the truth about that man's death and him being pr- courageous and proud and fighting for this country was just something that for this cat to come back and, and smear it. It just it rubbed me the wrong way, you feel what I'm saying? But if you get an opportunity, you want to know just how wicked and evil and disgusting, you know what I'm saying, this place is to its own people. Pat Tillman was a proud American, good old country white boy from the Midwest, and he was, you know what I'm saying, like I said, he was courageous and proud and stood for his country. He went over there and found out, man, this shit was really a bunch of bullshit, found out his government was full of shit, and he found out what we've been knowing for 400 years in this place that the white man is the devil the Bible speaks of. And when he got the nerve to want to start to do something about it, they murdered him, covered it up, like they do for all them cats in the military, man. This, the way that the military in America operates, while they say Colin Kaepernick wrong for kneeling for the flag and he dishonoring the troops, them troops go out there and give their life and their bodies and they sacrifice everything for this country. They come home and can't even get a goddamn doctor's note. They come home, can't even get a, get, get a goddamn checkup, can't even get their... You know, don't even get them no damn decompression time. They coming home from war. Hell, they put them on a police force to come murder us and kill us in the goddamn neighborhood. But the Lord going to deal with them for that, man. But this cat, Alan West, is a disgusting, evil bastard. And he is what's wrong with black America. Because for, for every angry black man that there is, for every brother or sister that's willing to stand up and say something and, and, and call out the hypocrisy of this place... There's a man like him to say, man, America's made great strides and we've come so far. And I was one, I'm a man from Atlanta, the same city where Martin Luther King was. And I got sworn in on Fort Lauderdale Beach where 50 years ago, black people couldn't even walk on the beach. What they got to do with all the people that's dying on crack and dying in the hood and suffering in poverty? What about all of the women that's committing abortions and all of the men in jail and all of the children that ain't getting no, they can't read and they ain't getting no goddamn education? You're going to bypass all that because you got sworn in on Fort Lauderdale Beach because you was able to make money and be a goddamn senator and get voted in the office. He think that because he made it and he was able to do something that that means America is a great place and made great strides. When Negro, you ain't even us. When they see you, they don't even they, I, they don't even see us when they see him, Ariat. They see him and they just see a good American because this man completely... He's, he's colored. Yes, he's... He's not black. Thank you, Ariat. He's colored. He is a colored one. Negro. You understand? He's completely acceptable and palatable to the white man's uh, taste. And they want, if they can't have all of us be like him, they want all of us dead. So I just just wanted to bring that out on that. If I could, one thing. Go ahead. He, okay, the problem with him is he, he puts the government and his slave master before his race. Yes. And that's the problem. He puts... He forget he forgets about his race and promotes white American and the government before his race. And the reason why people and the reason why the black community is always gonna exalt people like Colin Kaepernick, well they should exalt people like Colin Kaepernick and will forget about people like Pat Tillman, because Pat Tillman isn't fighting for the black community. Mm-hmm. Pat Tillman is fight, is fighting for the government and for their certain interests and then, you know, so they can, you know, promote American power in the in the earth. Mm-hmm. But the heat, but but people like Colin Kaepernick, they're trying to fight for the black community, and that's why they should they should be recognized 
at least by the black community, at least by a black politician. Mm-hmm. He he forgets his race and he worries about the government and his slave master. Mm-hmm. And he just put he puts he he puts his people to the side to promote the government. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, so it, it was just disgusting that a bastard like this could get up and say that Nike should not have had Colin Kaepernick up there, but they should have put Pat Tillman up there completely, you know. And the thing is, he know what the hell he doing. He know the story of Pat Tillman. All them cats in, 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 in the government up there in Capitol Hill. Because they, listen, this man family, you know what I'm saying, had people sign petitions and everything. They put in freedom of request acts or freedom of request, you know what I'm saying, orders to try and get the information about this man's death. And they never did it. You understand? They, they never gave the answers of what actually happened to Pat Tillman. But for this bastard to pull Pat Tillman up and say that Pat Tillman should have been the one that was put on the damn, um, what's it? it was Pat Tillman should have been put on the damn ad campaign was just disgusting and sick. And on a, on a lighter note, nobody knows who the hell Pat Tillman is. All right, listen. That, that, that's, either, that's either here or there. See, but that's nobody knows who the hell that is. What you going to put him on that? The whole point of him saying... And he's dead. What, are you going to talk? He going to say something? Exactly. He going to give a speech? He's exactly. dead. Exactly. Don't nobody look up to him because don't nobody know who the hell he is. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but, like, that don't make no good business sense to put that, to Renaki to pick him if he's not alive, nor does anybody know who the hell he is. And it's a silly-ass argument to say that Nike's dishonoring America by putting Colin like Colin Kaepernick ain't even did shit, yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> Colin Kaepernick ain't did shit that's anti-American. He ain't did shit against America at all, ever. He said nothing. All he said answer. was, "I want to bring attention to black people dying." They said that nigga's evil. That nigga's <laughs> ungrateful. He don't deserve to be in the NFL. And white people have the nerve to look at it like, "Yeah, that Colin Kaepernick, he's a." Rebel rouser. He's a troublemaker. Listen, this place, the people in this place are as racist and as evil and disgusting as they have always been. These people are their father's children and they hate you with a blood curdling hatred. You understand? And I'm looking at these comments that this Debbie Lynn, Debbie Lynn, why don't you come on on the. I can't. I wish I could invite Debbie Lynn on the camera so she could let us know what her problem is. Her problem is that uh, she's white. Mm-hmm. The problem with white people is they a lot of them believe in the system mm-hmm. and that they think it works because mm-hmm. I guess it does work for them. Mm-hmm. She said he got to go into the police station and try to change the laws. And uh, no, no black person had, should or a lot of them don't have any faith in that, and they shouldn't because it doesn't work. It hasn't worked. Trying to change how America is run has never worked for me. And, and, and Debbie, you have the nerve to say that Colin Kaepernick makes millions off of Americans' hard-earned dollars. When what does the guy working at Walmart do? Everybody does that. What does the guy working <laughs> at the post office do? What do the people at the DMV do? Everybody, everybody in America job. makes money off, off of other, other, other Americans. Americans. Yeah, what the hell are you talking about, yeah. Debbie? You <laughs> on the internet right now because you making money off Americans. What the hell? Like this is how Facebook evil. making money off of all of us. Listen, this is other how, Americans. This is like, how evil the people who live in this place are, and who rule in this place are. <laughs> they see black people. Complaining about as, as murder a, as a complaint. and death 
even they call it complaint. And drugs and and police brutality, and they say, "What are you so mad about? Why can't you just deal with it?" They say it as if we the ones doing like something them. wrong. They say it as if no, not even like we. That's doing what it feel like. That's no. what, because what she's saying is like no. she thinks she thinks it's something. It's like a. It's a it's a route you can take that we just missing like we yeah, just yeah. like it's a it's a it's a simple route you can yeah. do to fix all of this. Yeah. But y'all just y'all y'all too worried about this. Y'all just want to be mad and angry. Y'all, yeah. y'all ain't going down this straight path that you can go down to fix everything. Yeah. They think it's like a straight path you can take. Yeah. You know without offending yeah. anybody. And, and that's the it, the the insanity of that thought process is that means that someone who thinks like that already they think we want to live like this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they, they think, think that, and then we just lazy and just complaining. <laughs> like we just complain and just you know, nobody oh, wants man. to be, nobody wants to get harassed by police. Nobody wants to be poor. Nobody wants to live in a you know how a, white you know how white infested area. Uh, the the argument that white people make about us being angry about oppression okay. is the same argument a man who rapes woman says. About a woman dressing provocatively. You must want it. If she ain't want to get raped, why she got them titties out? <laughs> if she ain't want to get raped, why she wear that skirt that tonight? That skirt was easy if, access. If you if you don't like she, the police, why don't you vote? She wanted to get if raped. If you ain't like that, why don't you do if, that? If you ain't want to get raped, why you why you ain't put on some clothes? You know you should have came to the club tonight if you ain't want to get raped. <laughs> just think why you come out. You came out, you must wanted to get raped. That's just, that's, you, you must want it. You're out here on these streets. <laughs> I wanted to get raped. You should have been in the house somewhere. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. What you out here That's what you get. You understand? Listen, Debbie Lynn. You are completely insensitive and a thousand percent disrespectful to ignore the perspective of the people who are being oppressed and to say that they should just get over it all because one man... Gets the now this man who makes millions of dollars who protests to bring attention to the people who are dying and suffering, he's also making millions of dollars because he put his body on the line. Like they act like football is just oh right, y'all let's just go he, and he just show run, up, run some he eleven show up on and eleven. Like these cats <laughs> dedicate their life to entertaining you. They give their body. These cats is crippled. They going insane. Their brain is fried. CTE. And you look at them like, ah, oh, you're getting paid millions of dollars. You should just be happy. We are in Pennsylvania, Debbie Lynn. You should come to Philadelphia, and you should come. Now, now, this, now this is why I think this is a fake account, because it says Debbie Lynn White. She just so happened <laughs> to last name be White. You're right. That's, that's, said, like, a, that's like a and character. And she said her hubby is black, and, and he's, he agrees with her. That might Where be that true. nigga at? Post his name. Post your hubby's name in the chat. Tag your hubby so we can all go to his page, and I can put his I can put his face in the what's really good 2.0 group so that everybody can fry this man. Please, Debbie, post your husband's name so I can have a conversation with your husband. Matter of fact, nobody else respond to Debbie at all until Debbie get her husband in here. I don't want to have a conversation with Debbie. I would like to talk to her husband. Debbie, you get that brother in here that we can have a conversation. So I just wanted to, just wanted to bring that out, man. America is an evil, horrible, disgusting place, and they talk bad about black people and talk bad about people like Colin Kaepernick. But when you're someone like Pat Tillman, who's a good home-born, you know, Iowa corn-fed white boy, and you got athletic skills and, you, and you're, you're 
proud of your country and you're courageous and you got honor and you go sign up for the military and you go fight and kill and murder and give your lifeblood for the freedoms and the luxuries that's afforded in this country, the second you start to say, hey man, this is wrong, your country will put bullets in your back, ship your body home to your family with a flag, and when they ask for questions and when they say what really happened, your government will turn your back on your family and say, listen, he knew what he was signing up for. There was a chance that he would die. Yeah, we sent him on a suicide mission, but that's what it, that, he was courageous and, and he died. And that'll be the end of your life. Damn America. Damn America. If you black, America is not your land. You're not an American. This is the place of your captivity and your oppression. If you are a white American, your government don't even love you. All the murdering and the raping your ancestors did, and you oppressed in this place. I bet Debbie Lynn, if Debbie Lynn, if you are a real person and you work a job, you should you should hate your you should hate your government. You should hate your government for you having to go. I bet Debbie Lynn, I bet you gotta go get coffee at the Starbucks with niggas, don't you? Debbie Lynn, you hate that shit. Don't you hate all Playing black that black people music. with all of they talking Playing and that they nigga tune, nigga tune. neck snapping and they're you neck know. Snapping. Proper talk. Don't you hate seeing Debbie Lynn? I know you hate niggas. Your blood boils at the sight of black people being free and having a good time and assimilating into white society. It you hate it with a blood curdling lust. And guess what? Your government is to blame for you having to suffer. Watching me on the internet, Debbie Lynn is at home, mad as shit right now, but fully tuned in and paying attention and interacting with us. Because while Debbie hates niggas, she cannot get enough of us. Go ahead, Ari. What you gonna say? Oh, okay. And, and he and he fought in Afghanistan, and that's one of the most meaningless wars and that's the failure saying. of all wars. That's what I'm saying. He was in Afghanistan guarding poppy fields. Most meaningless and he was the, all day watching war. heroin being farmed, and that's why he got he got mad. This is a documentary out there. It's a documentary on the death of the, the death of Pat Tillman. And it is a horribly sad story. Like, I don't know why a politician would even bring up somebody that fought in those wars because, because it was so meaningless. Because he it was such bullshit. Does not give a fuck. That's and what I'm trying to bring it up. He is a good American, and you know what a good American government does? Give a shit about the veterans. The good American government don't care about no goddamn vets. Nobody that fought in the war. They look at them people like man, they dumb, they stupid, they silly as hell. And so that's why I look at this Debbie talking about she don't go to Starbucks. Debbie, you're a liar. <laughs> that Debbie ain't real. That ain't no real white woman. She don't go to Starbucks. But anyway, <laughs> if y'all want to look into it, man, look into the, the death of Pat Tillman. It's one of them horrible things, man. Um, I think Debbie might be a black man. Yeah, Debbie is. Debbie's somebody. Debbie <laughs> needs to get a goddamn life get off my show. But that's it on the Pat Tillman story, man. Last but not least. Tonight, man, we want to talk to y'all about Cat Williams on the Atlanta. Uh, she did an interview on the Atlanta radio show. And okay, do you want to play the interview? Or do we, we do not. Talk too much. Too, too much. Too much. Too much to get through. About a twenty-minute interview. It's okay. hilarious. Video, brother. He watched the whole video and it's hilarious, brother. And he and he say some real shit. We are gonna talk about the real shit. I'm it is funny, but shit. he said he roast this bitch and it's hilarious. Yeah, he he goes in on her. If I could, okay. And they got some altercation at that that night or some shit with her husband or some shit. Oh, for real? Her husband tried to check him. 
It was some shit like he put a gun out on him or some goofy shit. It was like that? I guess. Then her husband was mad he <laughs> tried her like that. I ain't know all that for real. Because they, they was promoting for a comedy show. Yeah, yeah, Because the cat he was with uh, was doing a comedy yeah, show. Yeah, so they yeah. promoted for the show. That night they went to the show, I guess. Or that weekend or whatever. Yeah. And some, there was some altercation outside the comedy club with him. I think the cat might have flashed the gun and they left for some some shit was going. They was arguing and the cat flashed the gun. I ain't gun. know all that. Oh, yeah. it was super nigga shit. Yeah, it was some good oh, shit. But he said some real shit. Though, but okay. People, I, everybody thought it was disrespect, but I think it was if you decipher through what he was trying to say. Yeah, he but was saying. Some let's shit. play a little bit of what he said. I just want. I, I, I think I got the minute markers down. I really just wanted to get to what he said about. Um. Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish and them them being promoted in the industry right now. I think that's very pertinent to everything that we're going to discuss about Cat Williams right now. So here's an excerpt from the interview that he did on the V103 show in Atlanta over the weekend. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, that only speaks to quantity. I, I do have more comedy specials than any comedian breathing or dead, so I understand the question. That's only seven more than Richard Pryor. You, got, you, you got have seven more than Richard Pryor? Six more than Martin Lawrence and six more than Chris Rock. Are you serious? Five more got like a minute than up. Dave Chappelle, even though he put out $300,000 to do in Jackson. William just said, I'm on my 15th consecutive 100 city tour. On the exact day that Monique was asking for a Netflix boycott, Netflix had just cut me a check for $2 million for the special that I got paid $300,000 to do in Jackson. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> or I'm really good at jokes, you tell me. No, I think you're serious, bro. That's, I, I just say, are you serious? Because that's interesting you know, news to like, people. Thanks to the Chronicles has already grown. But he just said that shit was just like some shit. Hello, that's one special. <laughs> Wow, because of Atlanta. Like, there are, there are parts of the population that feel like I'm from Atlanta and I'm from Ohio. Yeah. And I've never said anything differently. All right. Well, what's what what your, your thoughts on Netflix? I mean, they're giving deals. Like, we just heard Tiffany Haddish has got a deal as well. And I mean, they're opening up things to comics and, you know, for them to open up a door like that. What are, you, what are your honest thoughts about Netflix? Uh, I, well, everybody has to understand that Netflix doesn't have an opinion on stand up comedy. They base what they pay you by the amount mm-hmm. of ticket sales for your last tour. So okay. Monique's last tour had 316,000 tickets. Mm-hmm. Therefore, that's what she got offered. My last tour had $2.4 million of million uh, tickets. And so that's what the offer was. Wow. So, and wow. people understand that it's not um, personal. Personal. Right. They give them a dollar per ticket sale? They give them a dollar per ticket sale? That's the joke. The joke is, Netflix ain't giving me. First of all, Netflix ain't calling you. Knock it off. It's Coca-Cola knocking on people's door to see what type of beverage they have in today. <laughs> so they go buy those ticket sales. That's that's dope. What else did they go buy? Yeah. Well, and I thought it was like popularity. The comedian don't think everybody can't wait for their next special. Mm. Mm. <laughs> who, who don't think they got something to say? The fact of the matter is what makes a great comedy special 
is if a hundred people talk at the same time that you're talking, are you saying something different than them people are saying? No. Because if you are, then you deserve a special. And if you don't, you're going to find out you're not special. Mm -hmm. Because they're going to let you do your special, Gerard Carmichael, but nobody's going to watch it. Mm -hmm. They're going to let you be a star, Lil Rel, but you ugly. <laughs> and white people don't believe in ugly stars. They think you have to be somebody that women want to sleep with and men want to be. But because we black, they say, oh, you don't even deserve that. So you get Kevin Hart, Lil Rail, Gerard Carmichael, all in a row, Hannibal Burris, just dudes that no woman would talk to in Lennox Mall, let alone you making a movie stars. Why? Because you know, ain't nobody gonna sleep with them. You only got Tiffany Haddish. She's been doing comedy since she was 16. You can't tell me your favorite Tiffany Haddish joke. Why? Because she ain't done a tour yet. Mm -hmm. She ain't done a special. She has not proven the ability to tell jokes back to back for an hour to nobody. And they already ready to down Monique and up somebody who has showed them Girls Trip. Did you think she wrote Girls Trip Goofball? Right. Or do you think that was already a script and they handed it to her? It, it's up to you, whatever you want to believe. I, I'm the introduction to Tiffany Haddish in the movie School Dance. The clip for School Dance has been seen more times than the movie has. That's just a fact. But but the movie wow. girl, the, the girls trip movie? Yes, ma'am. The one with that four, with, with three of our greatest black actresses in it. Right, I mean, that one. right, right. But I'm just saying, Tiffany Haddish. Ma'am, you could have Tiffany, had that role yeah. and everything that happened would have happened unless you thought you were necessary to write the Saturday Night Live monologue. I'm a writer. I only care about what you write. I don't care about what you read. Everybody can read. That can read. What did you think about the movie? Though? I, I laughed. I don't know if you want to say something true about that movie. He better say something true about that movie. I saw it in 2004. Same shit. Wow. That movie is the same wow. thing. Wow. That you, there's nothing special about that movie. <laughs> that is the same movie that you see in the past 20 years. I, I tear up thinking about the break that she got. And to see her do her thing. She passed 46 female Ooh. black comedians that I know personally that I put on tour mm -hmm. who have a hard time getting a chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A after they headlined seven shows at a club for 2500 a week. But people like real. I'm, that's why exactly. they, like, they like They love real because everybody's real then. So don't trip. No, no. They like Where Tiffany Haddish. Wherever you at under the sound of my voice, do you have a real card worker? Yeah. <laughs> do you have a ratchet friend? Do you have a sister? Do you have a cousin? Do you have a nephew? Do you have a niece? Is they so ghetto? When did that become marketable? Knock it off. They like her because she want to sleep with a white man. That's why the only thing she said was, I want to give it to Brad Pitt. The only thing before that in the movie with me is I, I slept with this white man and I got a white baby. She had a white husband for the 14 years she'd been doing comedy and then all of a sudden divorced him, then said he abused her, then wrote a book, then said he didn't. And then now we're at Brad Pitt. So hey, you can say whatever you want. She said she got a disease for JJ. Don't nobody check for that. I support Linnell, Melanie Camacho, Miss yeah. Laura. I, I, all, all the people that got skipped over in the list between now and then. There's no shade to nobody. Yeah, Melanie's well taken. Nah. <clears throat> a lot of motherfuckers don't like Cat Williams. Okay, well, he crazy as hell. He say some real shit every night. I was about to say, social media it's crazy as has tried to convince us that this man is crazy as hell. 
He was fighting kids out in the park. I think. (laughs) You see him fighting a little boy in the park. I think that Cat Williams' problem is the problem with every other um, highly successful entertainer in our community. Cocaine? Drugs, yes. Yeah. Okay, because we don't know what these people have to go through in order to get to where they are by the time we see them on the screen. Yep. And I know personally, this Cat Williams, his story is a rough one when it comes to him making a break into Hollywood and making a break into movies and things like that. These people who we look at on these TV shows and look at on these comedy specials, they don't have an easy job, bro. It ain't easy to go get in front of a whole arena. It ain't easy to get in front of a club of seven motherfuckers and tell jokes. Let alone be funny enough and be creative enough to come up with material to be able to entertain a whole room of people, entertain a theater full of people, entertain a goddamn stadium full of people, you feel what I'm saying? And so because their work, not even their work, the struggle to get to where they are is so difficult. They no no man handles oppression easily, and if you're an entertainer and you got money and you got access to things, you're going to do what comes easy, what comes natural, which is just getting high. Cat Williams ain't crazy; he just get high as a motherfucker. But he tells a lot of truth. He tells truth in his comedy. He tells truth in these interviews, and the thing that he said earlier in this interview is that all of his business that he does comedy wise is self made. Yeah. He ain't got no deals with no agents. He, he ain't got he no owned, deals he he with no companies. He, he owns everything he's ever done. He owns all the masters to his videos, his DVDs, his specials on Netflix. And a man like that is a threat to the powers that be in Hollywood. A man like that is a threat to the powers that be in, you know, that, that want to be able to control motherfuckers like a puppet on the string. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I believe that we've always seen the worst of Cat Williams when it comes to TMZ, when it comes to social media, when it comes to him getting arrested, him getting locked up. Now, the man said he got 19 felonies in his life, never been convicted not one time. Good-ass lawyer. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he just ain't a nigga that's the criminal. I don't know. I saw. Oh, I seen him knock some nigga out real bad at Walmart one time. Hey, sometimes niggas gotta get knocked out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it was warranted like that. That don't mean you a criminal. He creased this man's face real bad. The man, the man got three daughters that he raised that ain't never. Nobody knows what they look like. Ain't never seen them on social media. He said he he said a few things about himself that was interesting. The shit about owning everything which I didn't know. And he got all them kids and you never see nothing about them kids. You know what I'm saying? Like like this is a. Smart black man. Yeah, and a lot of them brothers in Hollywood, them comedians, them writers, they smart black men. But there's an immense amount of pressure and immense amount of weight that's put on smart black men because this place wants to crush their spirit. And Cat Williams to me is a brother who's been under attack in Hollywood, been under attack in the comedy world, been under attack, been sold out by men like um, Steve Harvey. And Kevin Hart and different cats like that. So I watched a video he did. It was on Vlad's channel, Vlad TV. But he did an interview with Don Bishop Magic Wand. Don Magic Wand? Pimp. The pimp cat. And in the interview, they was talking about how, you know, they go way back. And he knew cat. Cat, he knew 
um, Cat, Williams. Cat Williams from way back before he even got in Hollywood. And Cat Williams has said that, you know, unless a lot of people say things about him that's not true. And he said one of the things that they say that's the, most, the least true is that he's funnier than Dave Chappelle. And he said, man, I ain't never been the funniest man on earth. I've never been funnier than Dave Chappelle. never been funnier than Chris Rock. And he told the story of Dave Chappelle and why he went to Africa when he left Comedy Central. He yeah. said, Dave Chappelle, he said, in the comedy circles, they called Dave Chappelle Mr. Pilot. And the reason they called him Mr. Pilot is because he went to 19 different networks trying to pitch his show, the Chappelle show. Yeah. 19 different networks, saw the first episode, turned him down, said, nah, this shit just ain't funny, it ain't gonna work. He finally got a deal with Comedy Central, the Chappelle show blew up. He said the, the first two seasons of the show made Comedy Central $500 million and all the material was original Dave Chappelle comedy shit. So when Dave Chappelle went to get the contract for the third season and to re-up his deal, Comedy Central, having made $500 million, came to him and said, we'll give you 50. 50 million is 10% of 500. Mm-hmm. How I'm the sole brainchild, the sole writer and creator but then, okay, not, he had other writers, but he was the inventor of the show. He was the show. The show he the made show. the show what it was. After five hundred million, you think that they would offer him a decent deal? Hey man, we'll give you sixty forty. We made five hundred million these first two seasons. What have you, what have you took? We'll give you two. We'll give you two hundred and fifty million. We'll give you two hundred twenty million. Get a man a fair offer. They offered the man ten percent of of all that he created. I would have took it. Bruh. But what? what's the cost? At what cost, though? $50 million. No, bro. Okay. What if they give you $50 million and then you're going to make $100 million for them? You're going to make a billion for them. Oh, I'm going to ask for more money next season. Okay, but he did that. He, listen, you don't think you know what I'm saying, bro. His first two seasons, he made Comedy Central five, $500 million. How much, how much did they pay him before that? Okay, I don't know. $20 million maybe? $10 million maybe? Who knows? He made them five hundred million off his first two seasons. Yeah. How you gonna offer that man ten percent of everything he created? He created it. They did it in the platform. Yeah, they did. That's a, that means a lot. But he only get ten percent. That's rape, bro. That's rape. I would have went to Africa. Say fuck this shit. I'm going to Africa on y'all asses. And then, and then they said he said in the negotiations, Dave Chappelle said to Comedy Central. Man, what y'all, what, what do you think my fans gonna say when I tell them that y'all only offer me 10%? Cat Williams said, they told Dave Chappelle, nigga, by the time you come back, by the time you say anything, we're gonna tell the whole world you crazy and you on drugs and you bugged out. And that's exactly what the fuck they did. They said, Cat, Dave Chappelle got on the plane, went on vacation to Africa. By the time he came back, everybody was saying he was on crack, smoking dope. And if you watch the interviews that Dave Chappelle did, Dave Chappelle would never say what really made him leave. He wouldn't. You understand? It's because if you open your mouth about what's really going on behind the scenes, they blackball you. But then then he said, I think he said some of y'all saw that they tried to make him wear a dress or something. He said he talked about the dress. He talked about the dress stuff. Basically, he took the 50 million. But then that third season, they was trying to make him do shit he wasn't comfortable with. Yeah. But because they had him under contract, hey, we gave you $50 million, man. You got to do whatever. Yeah. He ran from that shit. That I, I fully don't blame understand. him. That, that I fully understand. I don't blame him. And I look that, at brothers. Yeah. I look Search, at brothers. It's one thing if you don't give me that much money, but it's another thing if you don't give me that much money. Plus, 
I gotta compromise my integrity. It's another thing, and I, mean, I, mean, I look at cats like Bernie Mac and Martin Lawrence and Eddie Murphy and these different cats that Hollywood broke. And it's like Dave Chappelle said, man, you see somebody doing something, you you, you don't. It's as wrong to just dismiss somebody as being crazy. Yeah. Because when you dismiss somebody as being crazy, you just you really don't even. You just you just turning a blind eye to what these 